Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Thought Leaders Lounge, an ongoing conversation with Family Compass. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome our uh, next guest, uh, Courtney Lyons, Development Manager with Family Compass. Hi, Courtney. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? (laughs) Doing good. Good. I would like to say thank you for joining us, but I asked you specifically to come here. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. So, um, you kind of have an interesting little journey. I do. Um, You're not from Texas. No. Correct? Right. I've been here two two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about kind of your journey. Where, Where do you come from? That's a great question. (laughs) Do we have time to go over all the places I'm from? I moved around a lot. Um, I mean, every seven years since I was born. So I moved around a lot. Um, I call Chicago home just because that's where I went to high school, kind of visited after college, but none of my family lives there anymore. So it's not really home. Um, But I most recently was living in Utah. I lived there for five years. Um, But before that, I went to, I was living in Florida. I've lived in Idaho. I mean, you name it. I've probably been there. Where live there a little not bit. Lived. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do we have time? <laughs> um, so how? What? Let me ask you this. So, did you always want to go into this type of work? Is this something that you wanted to do as a child? How? How did all this come to be? How did you enter into the world of nonprofit? Yeah, it was kind of a roundabout way. So, I initially wanted to be a teacher. That's what I wanted to be all growing up. So I went to school and I got my degree in child development um, with an early education background focus. Um, And so right after college, I did an internship and then went right into the workforce. And I was working for a nonprofit, so kind of got sprung into the nonprofit world. But I was teaching preschool and was also a family advocate. So I was going into our family's homes. The families that I worked with were from low socioeconomic backgrounds. So I would go into the home and talk about how can we get a job? teaching job skills, teaching budgeting skills, all of the above to help our my families grow and then also working with their kiddos in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of fulfilled my my little teacher teacher dream. Um, but then I really got stuck in like got stuck on that social services act, aspect. Right. I loved going into the home and helping our families grow. Um, and so that made me want to learn more about the nonprofit field and that mm-hmm. kind of sprung me into an even bigger nonprofit career that I have now. That's crazy. And yeah. it's how, how just coincidental that that's, you were doing that type of work and that's so, so similar to what we do at Family Yeah. It's Compass. come full circle. It's been wow. cool. Yeah. Well, what's great about this, cause now, you know, you're on the development side mm-hmm. of things. Um, but you really do understand. I think that's one thing that we love so much about bringing you on. You do you, I think you have a very clear understanding of what the program side, what the service side of this work is. And I think when you kind of understand that it helps make this part of what we do a little bit better because you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely helped as I've come into this role with Mm -hmm. the agency. I love that. So, um, what were so, what was your, like your first, like out of school or I don't know, I don't know, maybe you were in school whenever you got your first a job at a nonprofit, but what was your, what was your first nonprofit experience? It was, so that was when I was teaching. So mm-hmm. it was interesting because I wasn't really on the, the nonprofit mm-hmm. side directly. I was on the program side, so I was out in the field. So I didn't right. truly understand what the nonprofit world looked like because I was 
not on that side. Um, and then I ended up moving on from that role and I started working for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in Utah. Yeah. Um, and again, I started on the program side. Right. And so I was, you know, with our families on that side. And then as I continued to learn more about that organization specifically, it kind of clicked to me like there's so much more than just going out and doing the programs and doing the services for whatever, whatever sure. program you're working for. Um, and so I started just asking questions to our teams and saying, how does this work? How do we fund and the wishes specifically with Make-A-Wish. Um, and that kind of grew into a further conversation with the development director and the CEO. And I said, listen, I'm getting more and more interested in this. Like, how can I move into that role? And so I kind of, you know, bid my time a little bit. And then a position came open as a development coordinator. And I said, okay, I want that job. I had no development background, no business background, no nonprofit background, really. And so it was really a big leap of faith on mm -hmm. my end and also sure. on their end. Right. Um, but it was incredible. And the minute that I started learning more about development, I said, I love this. I love being able to go out and share the mission of the organization mm -hmm. and bring people into that so that they can support the program side. Because right. again, like you said, I had that program's experience. So I knew now what it takes to be able to go out and do that. Right. I always love everyone's story of how they were called to the dark side. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I was poached. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But how great to be able to do that internally mm -hmm. instead of having to go somewhere that's just brand new. You're just kind of like, whoa, what is all this? I mean, you already knew, like you were saying, kind of the program side of things and be able to come over and really do this other piece to support that is yeah. pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So you mentioned Utah, mm -hmm. Make a Wish of Utah. Yes. How did how did you get here. I know. How did From I get Utah. to Texas? <laughs> what, what, what made that happen? Yeah. So I had lived in Utah for about eight years or eight years, five years. <laughs> it seemed like it, it seemed like eight years. No, fun. I was there for five years. Um, and during the <laughs> pandemic, I actually went back to school. So I did uh, my master's degree online and I got a degree in developmental disabilities with a concentration on leadership and advocacy. Wow. So um, individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities is a, is a cause that is close to my heart. Sure. I love I love the population of individuals with ID. Um, and so, you know, that really drew me to it. But really what I wanted to learn about was how we build and advocate for our own programs, whether that be on the program side, the services side, but more specifically, how do we build fundraising programs within a nonprofit? And that was really what my area of study was about. Um, and so then once I graduated, there was, I was kind of capped out at where I was with Make-A-Wish for the time. And I said, okay, what, what can I do next? Um, and so I started looking. And at that time, I was ready to leave Utah, ready to kind of move on. Um, and so I started looking in Dallas and Texas specifically has always been somewhere that I felt called to that I just wanted to be. One, I wanted to escape the winter, um, but also I, I visited Dallas many times and I loved it. And so that was kind of where I really focused on. Um, and so I actually was able to get a job with another organization here called Best Buddies. Um, it's an yeah. international organization yeah. working with individuals with intellectual and developmental yeah, disabilities. They yeah, they're wonderful. Um, and I was in the development um, field there as well. So that's really what brought me to Texas and now I'm here and here to stay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, what do you think about Dallas so far? I love it. It's been yeah. so great being here and everything that I've wanted it to be. And I, I moved here in 2021, so kind of the tail end of the pandemic. But I right. still feel like I'm learning all that's here, like all oh the gosh. nooks and crannies that I can see, all the little, yes. just the little towns. So I'm still exploring, which is really fun. And if you like restaurants, this is this, this is, is the place exactly, to be. Exactly, yeah. Because we have like, I don't know, thousands so many. of restaurants. Mm -hmm. It's insane. So. Yeah. 
Thank you to Social Llama Events for sponsoring this episode of Thought Leaders Lounge. Social Llama Events is an experiential event design and production company specializing in larger-than-life experiences, brand activations, and custom fabricated installations. Client experience is at the center of everything they do. With a focus on design, Social Llama creates an experience reflective of the unique needs of each client. From full-service event design and production to brand experiences and custom activations, creativity and capabilities are endless. With all aspects of production in-house, Social Llama is able to deliver the highest level of service and quality. Visit sociallamaevents.com to get started. What I really would love to hear from you, just kind of your your take on this is, because I always ask this question, you know, you've been, you've worked for a national organization like Make-A-Wish, Best Buddies I know is a, is a pretty large organization, and then you come to Family Compass, which... You know, we're on our way to being larger, but we're we're a little bit on the smaller side. Mm-hmm. What is that difference, especially around fundraising? What what differences have you noticed with that? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. And I think a smaller organization, you obviously don't have the name recognition mm-hmm. um, that like, say, Make-A-Wish or Best Buddies. You go out into the community and everybody's going to know what that organization does. But when you go out to Family Compass, they're like, oh, what do you guys do? But I think that's a really great opportunity because you're able to share so many stories where a lot of people with these big international and national organizations, they already have an idea of what they do. So they're like, oh, I don't, I don't need to hear everything that you're going to say. Um, but with Family Compass, when we're, especially when we're going out and fundraising, we can really tell our story and engage people and teach them from start to finish. And they have no preconceived notions of what we do or have heard stories before. So I think that's really special is that we have the ability to tell our story in unique ways as well. And um, because we're not as well known, we're on our way, like you said, and that's, yeah, that's our goal. We are. <laughs> yeah, we're absolutely on our way. So would you, do you think that, do you find that like the Dallas area is more difficult to kind of navigate with, with fundraising and awareness as, as maybe opposed to like Utah? Um, see any differences? I think it's a little bit more competitive here. There's a lot of similarities because, you know, Dallas and Utah, they both have a lot of nonprofits in a condensed area. So there's a lot of competition. Um, A big difference that I have seen is that here in Dallas, there's a lot more family foundations and foundations where in Utah, it was a lot of corporate giving. So there was a lot of corporations, employee giving that were easy to get into. And there was not that competition with the family foundations just because there's simply not as many there. But here in Dallas, there's so many amazing family foundations and giving foundations and giving circles Right. that everybody's vying for. And Everybody. so it's how the the challenge is, how do you make yourself unique and how mm-hmm. do you stand out to these foundations and say, we want your support. We think that we can also give something to you um, so that it is that relationship and it's not right. just a transactional relationship. And I think the the obstacle is always getting your foot in the door. Right. I mean, that's that's what's always so difficult, whether you're writing a grant or trying to get sponsorship for an event mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, that's sort of the, that's, that's usually one of the, the biggest obstacles yeah. sometimes with doing that. So, and speaking of fundraising, this is my, <laughs> this is my nonchalant segue into this, <laughs> but um, what kind of events, what kind of campaign, what kind of things do, do Family Compass, 
what does Family Compass do basically on an annual basis? Yeah, so we have a lot of events throughout the year. Our next event that's coming up is not specific to Family Compass, but here in North Texas, we have North Texas Giving Day, um, which is a big one. Yes, exactly. Everybody knows about North Texas Giving Day. So that's going to be on Thursday, September 21st. um, And we do a whole campaign with that, videos, social media, letters. So that's what we're looking forward to next. And then we have our 28th annual Family Compass Golf Classic, which 28 years of doing an event, you know it's a success if you can continue doing that. And people love that one specifically. It's a very popular one. Yeah, so that one is on Thursday, October 19th. Um, So we're excited for that one. So those are two that are just coming up. Um, But we have so many events and campaigns that we run throughout the year. So we have a year-end campaign that kind of wraps up. We tell all the stories of what we've done throughout the year and are able to kind of collect just year-end donations. And so that runs from November to December. December of every year. And we have a North Star luncheon every spring where we always have an amazing guest speaker and we can all come together and really be inspired by that event. Um, In the summer, we have a really unique event, which is a lip sync battle um, where we are live in person, having teams compete against one another and raising funds and just having a good time. Um, So that's a really fun one. Yeah. And I think, I don't know that there's another lip sync I think we're the only type of event, is there? I don't think so. It's pretty unique to our area. I think so. I think so. Well, that's exciting. What I what I love about that, there's all different kinds of ways Mm -hmm. that people can participate and join and be involved. And it's it's nice that I think everything that you share kind of hits every different kind of group of Mm -hmm. people that might be interested. So Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. We appreciate that. So just as you've been in this in this work for a while, so how long how long have you been in nonprofit? Oh, going on seven and a half years. Seven almost. and a half, yeah. yeah. What inspired you about this work? What inspires you to stay with Family Compass? Mm-hmm. What about that mission kind of drives you? Yeah, I think I mean just nonprofits in general being able to make a difference and have an impact on people's lives is something that has always inspired me. And I think that stems from me as a child wanting to be a teacher. You know, teachers have such impacts on the kids in their classrooms. And so coming out of that and going into the nonprofit world, it's whether you're on the program side or the development side, every aspect of what a nonprofit organization does makes such a big difference. And it's a collaborative movement, which I really love. That's something that is really important to me is collaboration with teams. And that's something that I have found specifically with Family Compass. And one of the main, I mean, outside of the amazing work that Family Compass does, one of the main reasons that I love being here is that we have such collaborative team members, not only just in the development team, but on our programs team and in our administration. Um, It's been really wonderful. But I think, you know, why I chose Family Compass specifically really wraps back to my very first nonprofit experience Mm -hmm. of being in the home and seeing the difference that, you know, family advocates or our programs um, services team can make on these families has it's been really cool to see that and then to know on my end when we're out fundraising, we're doing this so that we can have, we can go into the homes, that we can have our teams and our our, our employees out there helping these families and breaking the cycle and, you know, moving that generation forward. Yeah, I love that. Well, Courtney, we I, honestly and truly thank you for being here. Yeah, I you. really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your journey and your experience with us. We are incredible. I'm, I'm saying this literally because you're in front of me. You've been such a blessing to this organization and the, gosh, you've been here 
a little over a year, yeah. which I cannot believe. I know. It's gone by it so fast. It literally <laughs> flew by. Um, but you've been such such a blessing to us and made such an impact and such a difference on our work. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. I love being here. We it's appreciate great. it. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. And as always, we want to leave everyone with an inspirational quote to take with you into the world. So today's quote is by Helen Keller. Alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Thought Leaders Lounge. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode coming out in a couple of weeks, where we will chat with Family Compass Vice Chair Judy Bennett-Garner. And be sure to subscribe to Thought Leaders Lounge on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find the latest updates on agency happenings on our social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Family Compass. See you next time.